This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, And it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is Sunday Morning. Made in America. For years, it seemed the phrase had lost its luster, what with so many corporations outsourcing manufacturing to other countries. By some estimates, the United States imports about 90% of the goods we use. But change is in the wind, and one vital industry is leading the way. David Pogue takes us to the front lines of the chip wars. When the pandemic interrupted the supply of computer chips made in East Asia, it was bad news for Americans. The chip shortage in the auto sector alone was estimated to have cost car makers several hundred billions of dollars in lost sales. But now our government is spending more than $50 billion to kickstart an American chip making industry. Coming up on Sunday morning, America's very big bet on very tiny chips. And then, Mo Rocca will check in with Jimmy Fallon, not only the host of The Tonight Show, but also a game show that, you might say, puts him in a real jam. I love it. I love music. always have. For Tonight Show host Jimmy Fallon, that love is evident at work. He insisted that there would be two tambourines. I could tell you sang with Mickey Dolenz. And at home. I have everything. I have comedy up here. Soundtracks and Broadway here. Okay, that is my jam. Ahead on Sunday morning, jamming with Jimmy Fallon.
and much more besides. Susan Spencer introduces us to a woman whose mission is to break the lethal connection between guns and suicide. Ben Mankiewicz is in conversation with actor and comedian Nick Kroll, plus Nikki Batiste on the double murder trial of Alec Murdaugh. A story from Steve Hartman, commentary from Michelle Miller, and more. It's a Sunday morning for the 5th of March, 2023, and we'll be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Every year, we become more dependent on advanced computer chips for all kinds of things in all kinds of ways. About 90% of them are made in East Asia, which is why when the pandemic disrupted the supply chain, we all felt the pain. But the United States has embarked on an urgent mission to change that. David Pogue tells us about the players and the stakes. You probably realize that there are computer chips in your computer and in your phone. But you may not realize just how many other things in your life rely on chips. Our demand for silicon chips is only going to grow as we find new ways to make new devices smarter. Chris Miller teaches at Tufts University's Fletcher School and is the author of a book about the chip industry published by our sister company, Simon & Schuster. And so here's the big one. Where is the chip industry? Most of the manufacturing happens in East Asia, and Taiwan manufactures 90% of the world's most advanced processors. It's true. Over the last 30 years, the world has put almost all of its silicon eggs into one basket. Together, we define the future. A single company called TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, It's now the world's biggest chip maker. Doesn't that mean our entire economy is a sitting duck? Well, it's it's an extraordinary risk. We learned that the hard way during the pandemic. As people started working from home, they bought new PCs. Companies started upgrading their data center infrastructure, and chip companies struggled to keep up. A limited supply of sedans and SUVs is driving prices sky high. The reason was the chip shortage. A typical car contains hundreds of chips. Just a single delayed component could cause a car to sit in the factory floor unfinished for weeks or even months as they waited for the chips they needed. But pandemics aren't the only threat to our chip supply. 
the biggest risk is geopolitics. As tensions between China and Taiwan escalate, there is more and more concern that China could try to disrupt chip supplies out of Taiwan by blockading the island or even attacking. The economic impact would be felt over many years, and the cost would be measured in the trillions of dollars. Since the 90s, America's share of global chip making has dropped from 37% to 12%. Today, American companies like Apple, AMD, NVIDIA, and Qualcomm design their own chips, but they all hire TSMC to make them. TSMC even makes some of the chips for Intel, the American company that pioneered the semiconductor. The number one driver was government policies. Al Thompson runs government affairs for Intel. He says that the East Asian chip industry flourished thanks to financial help from their governments. It really provided an attractive incentive for, for companies to do more manufacturing in, in East Asia. So now we're in a pickle. Pandemics, natural disasters, or geopolitics could disrupt our supply of chips at any time. Why doesn't our government do something? Well, the future of the chip industry is going to be made in America. The CHIPS Act is a law developed by the Trump administration and signed into law by President Biden last August. And I would dare you to find an issue that had the support from two different presidential administrations and two Congresses that passed with bipartisan margins. The CHIPS Act could be a huge deal for America, both for our economy and for our national security. It includes $13 billion for research and development, $39 billion for building new plants, and about $24 billion in tax credits to attract private investors. As Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger puts it, This is the most significant piece of industrial policy legislation since World War II. If it works, this act will spark an American chip-making boom in massive fabrication plants called FABs, like the two that Intel is building in Arizona, totaling 650,000 square feet. Now, to just put that in perspective, that's like six large, you know, football fields. Kayvon Esfarjani is Intel's global operations director. So how much does it cost per fab? About? It's a little over $20 billion. Is it accurate to say that some of that money came from the CHIPS Act? Well, or will come? that's absolutely our expectation. Okay. okay, there you go. Thank you. One reason fabs are so expensive, they contain some of the most sophisticated equipment on Earth. I have to say, I've never felt more dustproof. <laughs> the air here is a thousand times cleaner than a surgical room. An eyelash, a speck of dust, or even the wrong color light could ruin these delicate silicon wafers. They basically get cut up and then you put them on a chip and then you send them to customers all around the world. The smaller you etch the circuitry, the faster the chip. There are billions of transistors into each one of these chips. Hundreds of billions of transistors. How thin are those layers? Oh, they're at the angstrom levels, right? Like, like atoms? At, at, that's right, at the atom level. The people who work on these, they must get terrible eye strain. <laughs> now, the CHIPS Act isn't popular with everyone. One reason is the fine print. For example, to receive the government's money, a semiconductor company must promise to pay its employees a market wage and offer childcare. You have to turn your company into a social welfare operation. You have to join this brave new world whether you like it or not.
But Intel's Kayvon Esfarjani says that tech companies have to offer good pay and child care anyway if they want to attract talent. None of this bothers us. In fact, if anything, it's very aligned to how we operate. We want to create an environment that it is very enticing, where we are going to grow the talent. For author Chris Miller, the bigger concern is that $52 billion won't be enough. I think the CHIPS Act is an important turning point, but it's on, on its own, it's not going to be enough to revolutionize the chip industry or to dramatically reduce uh, our dependence on chips manufactured in Taiwan. But no matter what the critics say, an American fab building boom is underway. Intel has broken ground on what could eventually be eight immense factories on 2,000 acres in Ohio. In fact, with the prospect of grants from the CHIPS Act, 14 companies have either announced or broken ground on 22 new chip factories in America, including two more in Arizona, being built by our old friends from Taiwan, TSMC. Altogether, that's $160 billion of spending and 28,000 new American jobs, not even counting the boom in suppliers, housing, and infrastructure around each plant. We have a really amazing opportunity as a country to basically regain that manufacturing share in partnership with the U.S. government in a way we've never seen before. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, Trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In recent weeks, we've been taking a closer look at gun violence in America. And with mass shootings almost a daily occurrence, that's what captures the headlines. But as Susan Spencer tells us, the majority of shootings in this country don't make the headlines. They're self-inflicted, solitary acts. Katrina Breeze credits her love of art to her whimsical, talented mother. For more than a decade, the two worked side by side, producing parades in New Orleans. You have a lot of fond memories. Just her dancing in a parade, just her feeling the music, feeling the audience, giving love. But the person who seemed so carefree was a tormented soul in a constant battle with bipolar disorder. This is a letter that she wrote to her psychiatrist. Dear doctor, it has been nine months since this episode began. I am not doing well. How long must I endure this? Her mother answered her own question just a few days later. This is a copy of my mother's suicide note. That On June 26, 2018, she bought a gun and fatally shot herself. She did it beneath the tree of life 
a New Orleans landmark. It was the most special spot she could choose. In what way? It's where many of our friends have had weddings. We've had funerals there. The space is so sacred. It feels to me like, like she laid herself on the cathedral of our community and died there. But more devastating than where she did it was how she did it. She didn't like guns. She was scared of guns. There were no guns in our family. It, it was so unlike her. Why do you think she, she chose a gun? When you look at tools for the job, that's the best tool for the job. And that's what the information online will tell you. Most other methods, folks survive. Intentional overdose, only two to three percent of the folks who attempt suicide using an overdose die. Almost 95% of folks who use a firearm do. They don't get a second chance. Which is why any conversation about saving lives has to start with guns, says Professor Mike Anestis. He heads up the New Jersey Gun Violence Research Center at the Rutgers School of Public Health. Are guns the main cause of suicide deaths? Yes, more than half of all suicide deaths in any given year are caused by self-inflicted gunshot wounds. So that's somewhere in the vicinity of 25,000 firearm suicide deaths in the U.S. every single year. Even more staggering, the majority of all firearm fatalities in the U.S. are suicides. Suicide accounts for anywhere from 60 to 65 percent of all the gun deaths in the United States in any given year. Whoa. That may be the most shocking statistic in all of this. In 2020, there were 66 gun suicides every day, which is more people than died in the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. And we don't see it. You know, it doesn't make the news. It happens one person at a time, unless it's a celebrity. You know, we, we just don't hear about it. But University of Alabama law professor Fred Vars is trying to change that, raising awareness while pushing for new gun legislation. Is there any correlation between stricter gun laws and fewer suicides? Yes, absolutely. He's working with Katrina Breeze on something called Donna's Law, named after her mother. It would allow potential gun buyers to put themselves on a do not sell list. An individual would have the opportunity to suspend their ability to buy a gun. Voluntarily, confidentially put their name into the already existing background check system and if they attempted to buy a gun, uh, that transaction would be denied. Do you have confidence that people who are suicidal would voluntarily request not to be sold a gun? During a suicidal crisis or a depressive episode, I think it is unlikely that anybody would sign up. But there are a lot of people who've been in that dark place, who come out the other side, and know they're a danger to themselves. It's more like an advanced directive. Here, while I'm feeling better, let me prepare myself for that, right? And just get the gun out of the equation. He says the law would be especially helpful to people who, like Katrina's mother, have bipolar disorder, roughly 15% of whom die by suicide. But it would help others, too. Anybody, for any reason, can put their name on the list. You could have an anger problem. You could have an addiction. You could have recently lost a job. You know, there are other reasons people uh, attempt suicide that don't involve mental illness. 
So far, Donna's law has gone nowhere in Congress, but three states have passed it, and Maryland recently held hearings. This bill would give people prone to suicidality the agency to make decisions about their own access to guns when they are not actively suicidal. That's mental health advocate Brian Barks, testifying in favor of the law. Barks, who struggles with bipolar disorder, says she learned firsthand a few years ago why this legislation needs to pass. I remember it being a beautiful season. It was spring in D.C. The flowers were blooming, the sun was out, and I was deeply suicidal. And I had been thinking, what would happen if I bought a gun? I knew every reason why someone who struggles with suicidality should never own a gun. But that day, I didn't care. And I found myself actually Googling, where can I buy a gun? I imagined how that gun would feel in my hands, cold and heavy, and I knew that it could easily end my life. She doesn't remember exactly what stopped her, but she ended up hospitalized under psychiatric care. That moment really haunts me because I know that a lot of people in the United States have Googled that exact same thing and not had the same outcome that I did. Whether I feel I can be safe. Barks, whose journals chronicle years of struggle, says she will put herself on a do not sell list immediately if her home state of Maryland adopts Donna's law. I don't want the version of myself who doesn't see the value of my own life to be able to buy a gun in those moments. I want the version of myself who is thinking clearly to be able to preempt that crisis and say, no, she doesn't need to have a gun when she's at her most suicidal. I think this is a an easy way to save lives. Nobody is having their gun rights taken away. Certainly no one's having their gun taken away. We're just allowing people to exercise in advance their, uh, you know, and, and protect their decision not to have access to a gun because they know they're not safe with one. And Katrina Breeze says stopping even one suicide would make her uphill fight for Donna's law well worth it. It's such a um, horrific, debilitating thing to have happen, and I can't imagine any other way to process it other than to change it. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
The murder trial of Alec Murdaugh has riveted the nation for weeks. At long last, a verdict. Here's Nikki Batiste. Aside from that token fiery red hair, it was hard to believe the towering lean somber man who was paraded into this South Carolina courtroom for the past six weeks and was bold enough to testify in his own defense. I didn't shoot my wife or my son anytime, ever. Is the same person as this heavy set, jovial looking dad, smiling next to his wife and two sons a few years ago. The question remains, who is Alec Murdoch? Guilty verdict. The jury's answer on Thursday, after just three hours of deliberations. He's a double murderer, guilty of shooting to death his wife Maggie and younger son Paul at the family's estate in June of 2021. Judge Clifton Newman, who has known Murdoch for years, told the jury he agreed with the verdict. It might not have been you. It might have been uh, the monster you become. The irony in seeing Murdoch in a jail jumpsuit handcuffed is that the 54-year-old once tried cases in this very courtroom as a civil lawyer. He hailed from the Murdoch family dynasty, which wielded power and influence over South Carolina's low country for a century. Prosecutor Creighton Waters. It doesn't matter who your family is, how prominent you are, if you do wrong, if you break the law, if you murder, then justice will be done in South Carolina. From the get-go, prosecutors painted Murdahl as a manipulator. Do you recognize those documents? Who conned clients and friends out of millions of dollars for years. I can say I did wrong, I stole money that wasn't mine, and I shouldn't have done it. Prosecutors argued he killed his wife and son in an attempt to distract from those alleged financial crimes. Those crimes were about to be uncovered after Paul Murdaugh was charged with boating under the influence in a crash in 2019 that killed 19-year-old Mallory Beach. I did not tell them that I went to the kennel. Here's where it all unraveled. Murdahl told police it was only after his wife and son were murdered that he went to the dog kennels on his estate where the shooting happened. He claimed he found the bodies later after visiting his ill mother. I knew they had been down here before I left to go to my mom's. But prosecutors had a mountain of circumstantial evidence centered on his cell phone along with those of Maggie and Paul. Cell records led them to believe Maggie and Paul were shot to death at 8.49 p.m. That's when their phones locked for the final time. Prosecutor Waters zeroed in on four minutes just after that when Murdahl's phone logged 283 steps. So what, what were you so busy doing? Going to the bathroom? No, I don't, I don't think that I get on a treadmill. went to the bathroom. No, I didn't get on a treadmill. Jogging place? No, nope, I didn't jog in No, sir, I did not do jumping jacks. But it was this video captured on Paul's cell phone at 8.44 p.m., minutes before investigators believed the murders happened, that caught Murdahl in a bold-faced lie. Witnesses testified that voice was Alec. Ultimately, he admitted he'd lied. Were you in fact at the kennels at 8.44 p.m. on the night Maggie and Paul were murdered? I was. Did you continue lying after that night, did you not? But once I lied, I continued to lie, yes, sir. Why? You know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. But once I told a lie, 
I mean, I told my family I, I had to keep lying. Murdaugh blamed his lies on a 20-year secret opioid addiction. He says he took up to 60 pills a day. It was Murdaugh's own choice to testify. Prosecutor Waters believes he was his own worst enemy. Do you think Alex testifying helped you? Oh, absolutely. I started out by getting him talking. I intentionally left pauses because he couldn't help himself. He would start talking again. And the more he did that, the more he looked that jury in the eye, the more he kept hanging himself and kept telling lies. A portrait of Murdahl's grandfather in his day, a powerful attorney, hung in the courthouse until the judge took it down for the trial. Now, the enduring portrait of Alec Murdahl might be this one. That fiery red hair shaved off by jailers, preparing to spend the rest of his life in prison. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Steve Hartman has the story of love lost and found again. To me, some of the saddest tombstones are the incompletes, the couples where one has passed, but the other still present, buried above under a mound of loneliness, <laughs> such as the case of Blossom the Goose. Last August, Blossom lost her mate, Bud. They'd lived on the pond here at Riverside Cemetery in Marshalltown, Iowa. And according to cemetery staff, after Bud died, Blossom's grief was as evident as any human's. Her behavior was just, it was quite a change. General Manager Dory Tommen says Blossom started hanging out near the front office, always staring at herself in the glass or the model tombstones. She wanted company even if it's just a reflection. Yeah. And that's when Dory got a crazy idea, a hysterically lovely, crazy idea. She posted a personal ad that read in part, lonely widowed domestic goose seeks life partner for companionship and occasional shenanigans. I'm youthful, adventurous, and lively. I mean, what are the odds you're gonna find some goose, a male goose? Oh, in Iowa? <laughs> Apparently, this state is lousy with bachelor geese. So the phone rings? Mm-hmm. And what do you hear? 
Honk, 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 honk. No, I didn't hear anything like that. <laughs> Instead, she heard humans Deb and Randy Hoyt, owners of a widower goose named Frankie. He needed a mate. Yeah, and plus he, he's so lonely. You know, I thought, well, that'll be great, you know. And so they set up a blind date where Blossom welcomed Frankie with open wings. They started walking off together and they haven't really left each other's side since. A loving reminder that until your last day is etched in stone, don't ever give up on finding goosebumps. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Jimmy Fallon just marked his ninth year as host of The Tonight Show. But Mo Rocca tells us that Fallon is branching out with his love of music leading the way. Like, look at this. You can hold it. You can right. open it. You can read it like a book. You can see photos of what the pictures they look like. And it's not yeah, an act. Here, you can use this thing if you want. <laughs> it's what it's a lorgnette. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon really loves music. Oh, I got some good stuff. Dude, Annie, get your gun with Doris Day. So much so, he's got a whole room in his house dedicated to his vinyl collection. All right, check this out. This will be good. It's here where he dutifully dusts his LPs. There's definitely fingerprints on here. This looks like there's peanut butter and jelly on this one. Cleans his needle. And you tap the needle onto the jelly thing. Hey, tell you about my baby. Sometimes he'll make his own music here. Does she come around? About a five feet four. This was from my high school collection. I love this. And if the mood strikes... Let's hear downtown. This is so good. <gasps> that sound, yes. All hell breaks loose. That love of music is evident on The Tonight Show. She's hosted for nine seasons, jamming alongside pop music's biggest names. And now on his musical game show, That's My Jam, where artists like Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande 
have a little fun while reminding us what makes them superstars. <laughs> Kelly and Ariana can really sing and they were like going for it. When Kelly is singing Whitney Houston, the place is melting. Like, they almost don't even need microphones. Yeah. It's amazing when you get to see that type of talent on the show. Fallon describes himself as the most overly entertained human on the planet, as much a fan as a host. He chose. I saw Kim Kardashian post these ear puzzles that yeah. they were organic eggs. Does he sell you eggs? We sat down with him at Electric Lady Studios in Manhattan. You've been accused of acting like you like everything. How do you answer this grave charge? I want everything to work. And I know people come on my show, they're selling something. I have to sell their thing. And I know how much work goes into it. And you do a movie, and it's four months of shooting, and then two months of selling it. So it's like half a year of your life. I want it to be a hit. So I always root for everything. The cheerleader in Jimmy Fallon may be a legacy of his mother, Gloria, whom he describes as his biggest booster. My mom passed away five years ago now, but it's interesting to find all the clippings of every single thing. I was in any newspaper, any TV guide, any mention of me. My mom would cut it out and keep it. Like She would call me and be like, you're on Ellen, or whatever. I go, yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm me, of course. Telling me I'm on, I, yes, of course, I didn't know I'm on, but she would tell, remind me that I'm on, you know. Fallon has almost always worked clean. That may have something to do with how he was raised. In a middle-class household in Socrates, New York, the cast included mom and dad, Jim Fallon Sr., and Jimmy, and his big sister, also named Gloria. Were your parents strict? My parents were very, very strict. Uh, wow. Irish Catholic. No dirty words. No s sexy anything. We used to videotape Friday night videos. And my dad would watch them the next day on the weekend and actually like splice and like go VCR to VCR just to give us the videos we were allowed to watch. So he was editing <laughs> these like shows to, yeah. to, to do a kid-friendly version. I had a Rodney Dangerfield album, No Respect, and my dad used a car key to scrape out any dirty words in the album. So I used to listen to Rodney Dangerfield and totally missed the punchline. And I thought that was funny. I was like, he's like, oh, I'll tell you, my wife, you know, she... And then people are clapping. You know, yeah, that's a good joke. I missed the whole joke because they yeah. cut everything. He scratched it out with a key. Do you think that that was a good thing or a bad thing when you look back at it? I think it's a little crazy, uh, you know, but also, I don't know, it didn't seem to affect me that much. I mean, I never, ever really worked dirty, you know. I've done it a couple times, you know, and I remember my grandpa took me to a gig once and I said the F word and it just felt so weird. And the drive home was very quiet. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like... I'm sorry, yeah, I did that. It wasn't even, I didn't even get a laugh. There were rules, but the family also knew how to have a good time. They would do a duet, my mom and dad. They would lip sync, but also sing over You Don't Bring Me Flowers. It used to be so natural. Barbara Streisand and, and, and Neil Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. And at the end, we had these fake flowers in our living room. And my sister and I, we would throw the roses at them and they would bow and stuff. It was and ridiculous. And you're just doing this as kids. For no one, yeah, for just us, yeah. These family dynamics, it really does sound like you're describing a bit that would be on your show. 
But this, it was normal, like, for us. We would do it numerous times. We would, that would be a bit. Like, we would say, like, are you going to do the you don't bring me flowers bit? Let's do that again. That's good. And that's, that's our, we'd all have our bits that we would do. The 48-year-old Fallon has his own family now. He married producer Nancy Javonin in 2007. They have two daughters. How long would you like to see him in this job? To me, this is a lifelong job because of this. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I didn't like like the Pope, like the, like the monarch. Well, not quite. Maybe. Well, here's why. Well, I'll tell you why. Point. So whatever he feels good about. But what? Why I say that is this: he every day is like creating. So it's like I want to do this, and he's singing, and it doesn't matter who's there. He's making up songs just for me, for the kids, and so to have this avenue, this venue, this sort of place, outlet, outlet, I love that for him. I don't know where that energy goes if this goes away, because this is the gig of a lifetime, if you like it. So he's in the perfect job for to him. To me, yes. Wear a teeny weeny beanie while I'm singing to Jolini. Teeny weeny beanie. And as long as he can help it, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show will stay playful. I, I promise. You don't swear. I You're a clean teen. I'm a gentleman. That's why I love you. Boop, I got boop. Funny. My derby hat was designed by Elon Musk. It's a drone. And sunny. And I don't even have to put it on. It just hovers over my head. It was tough doing the show, you know, after my mom passed. But what are you going to do? You have a job to do, and you'll hear a song or something, and you're like, ooh, I'm going to cry. But, you know, you can't because I don't think you want to see the, the host get upset. I'm curious why you thought that you shouldn't get weepy, because as a host, aren't you kind of no. a little bit like the, the proxy for the audience? No, I, I, yeah. you know, I, I, those, those are the moments of the show I really I don't like. I just really want to just be the outlet of... Joy. This should be an hour where you don't have to think and you go, look at this idiot. He's doing something ridiculous. And then he falls asleep. That would be my best reaction from any of my fans. You'd be like, thank you. Thank you for being silly so that you can make me not think about my problems. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The NCAA women's basketball had an incredibly successful season, and now your favorite players from the 2023 to 2024 NCAA season will be in the WNBA. To all our veteran fans, welcome back. And to all the new fans joining, welcome to the W. This season, watch as proven legends Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Sabrina Ionescu continue their dominance, while rookies Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, and Angel Reese prove themselves on a WNBA court. 
The WNBA is redefining basketball on their own terms this season, keeping the game and players front and center while celebrating the intersection of identities and perspectives that align with fans. Welcome to the W. You're in for some world-class basketball. Our commentary comes from CBS Saturday Morning's Michelle Miller, whose memoir, Belonging, soon arrives in bookstores. At the age of 24, I was surprised when my father urged me, go find your mother. Because as far as I knew, she'd given birth to me, handed me to dad, and walked out of my life forever. Daddy's side embraced me with love. My mother's side, to my knowledge, to this day, doesn't even know I exist. I grew up with longing and struggled to find a sense of belonging. Two decades later, I would finally meet the mother who abandoned me. I would learn that her proud working-class Latino family had vehemently opposed her even dating a black man. To them, what possible life could he ever offer her? Never mind that he was the chief of surgery at a prominent Los Angeles area hospital. As a result, I am, to this very day, my mother's secret, hidden in plain sight. A fact that's haunted me. I've spent my whole life searching for that sense of belonging. I now know it's been with me all along, and I embrace it. Knowing that no matter where I am, Los Angeles, the place of my birth, or New Orleans, where I met the love of my life, Mark Morial, and started a beautiful family, or right here at CBS News, that wherever I am is where I belong. It was here, covering stories from Hurricane Katrina to the murder of George Floyd, that I found my space sharing the perspectives of many of you, often left out of the story. I could speak your truths because you were visible to me. Perhaps that semi-orphan kid's need to be seen was at the heart of my need to tell your stories. Identity is shaped as much by those who are absent in our lives as by those who stay beside us. I've learned to prize the ones who stay, to give them my heart, and to never let them go. I deeply appreciate the life I have, not the one I might have wished for. And to my mother, if you're watching right now, know this, just like this conflicted nation of ours, grappling with a history some may refuse to acknowledge, even if you never proclaim me as your own, I will always be your daughter. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and gives personalized recommendations based on the homes that you like so you can find the home that's just right for you. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent all in the app. When you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, and they know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. It takes the best to set new standards. The best don't play by the rules. They make their own and do it with confidence and class. And breaking the rules to change the game is something BMW knows all too well. BMW has combined sports car power with high-end luxury, from redesigning the dashboard to hands-free controls, BMW stays at the forefront of automotive technology. Don't play by the rules. Make your own. BMW. 
the ultimate driving machine. I can tell by your wide-eyed stares and slackened jaws that you've never been taught by a caveman before. So let's go through the basics, shall we? Do I hunt and kill my own food? No, I shop in an organic grocery store and pay too much for heirloom tomatoes. That's actor and comedian Nick Kroll in the short-lived TV series, Caveman. Now Kroll is tackling a new role with ancient roots and a truly legendary pedigree. He's teaming up with Mel Brooks on History of the World, Part 2. Nick Kroll is in conversation with Ben Mankiewicz. Where are you guys at with Trump? Honestly, are you guys here? Because here's the thing. There's just like something fishy about that guy. Nick Kroll working on another recipe for jokes in the comedy kitchen. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to vote for him again. After a wildly successful stand-up special last fall, and I'm just never going to be the guy who rides a motorcycle. If I were, I'd be the guy at the back of the pack who's like, oh no, I'm going to miss the light. (laughs) We found Kroll back on stage at Largo, one of LA's hippest nightclubs trying out new, yet still unrefined material. I am so excited for tonight's show. We have an insane lineup. You guys, Kanye West is here tonight. Were there a couple of things that you know basically worked that will probably likely show up in the next special whenever that is? Yeah, or yes, or at least be the base of operations that will be tent poles that I'm like, okay, that joke works well enough to put here. 44 years old. Wife is drunk. She's babbling nonsense. Kroll has had an enviable last decade in show business. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear our case. (gasps) Producing, writing, and acting. Uh, Reservation, uh, Larry David. I I requested a table uh, by the window. Those were all jobs, good ones too. But his vocation hasn't changed. I'm sorry, but we cannot honor that request. He's a comedian. Shall we? It's like whenever you tell someone, you're like, I'm a comedian, before you're well-known or when people are like, I'm dating a comedian or I'm a comedian, they're like, oh, how's it going? Right, yeah. You know, you're like, it's actually going pretty well. Um, He forged his identity early, growing up just outside New York City, the youngest of four. My impression of your family, they wouldn't be surprised uh, at your career path. No, I think they were, so I was always like performing for them. Like I remember being with my family and just reciting Andrew Dice Clay jokes to them when I was like 11. When do you come out to LA, 2006? 2007, I live in the Oakwoods with a bunch of child stars, not child stars, children aspiring to be stars. (laughs) Like they had a little deli and there was all these like like 150 headshots of brooding seven-year-olds. Just kind of like, I live there. I went on like, I don't know, 30 auditions for pilots, and the final one I went on was for this show called Cavemen. It's so easy to use Geico.com, a caveman could do it. Inspired by the popular Geico commercials. Not cool. The ABC sitcom Cavemen failed to evolve. Oh, hi. Uh, Coffee and a donut, please. Excuse me? He wants an Americano and a beignet. Canceled after just seven episodes. Beloved commercials, uh, despised show. <laughs> it has it has moments. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. No, at it's all. funny. I mean, it's like I'm like I'm I still stand by. I'm like that's as funny right. as any Nothing other to be show. Nothing ashamed of no. at all. Right. So it didn't feel like failure to you. 
it didn't, well, it didn't feel like personal failure. It felt like I'm participating in a failure. Yeah, right. Which is... It's different. It's different. <laughs> Kroll is philosophical about failure. My dear friend Maya Angelou said, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't pick up the compliments, then you don't have to pick up the criticisms. Right. Yeah. So it's like, how much do you let in? If you don't let in all the good stuff, if you just don't let other people's opinions sway you too much. Is there enough room for some mayonnaise in this lady's sandwich? Oh, Kroll Leslie, kept working. Free shot. I'm not even touching the Fussenschaften. With a steady diet of supporting roles on TV. Whoa, Along the way, he found a strength, writing and playing outlandish characters. From a crass lawyer playing fantasy football with his friends in the league. Darren Sproles. Good pick. Darren Good job. Sproles? No. No, 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 no. That's who I was going to pick. Who cares? He picked Darren Sproles. He could have picked Bill Shatner. He doesn't know what the difference is. I think of myself as like a very cool, very white Jay-Z. Yeah, to a tacky, yeah. sure overconfident entrepreneur. Wow. Okay, I'm Bobby Bottle Service, a.k.a. Bobby Bottle Service. Bobby Bottle Service eventually became a fixture on Kroll's self-titled sketch comedy show. In a related note, excuse me, are you 9-11? No. Because I could never forget you. I'm going home. You guys are repulsive. Kroll show ran for three seasons on Comedy Central. It was easier to be a character. It's like you could put on silly sunglasses and a funny, you know, shirt and silly pants and become someone else. For breakfast, we'll do something cool, like have a cigarette and like a bar of chocolate, so that if someone didn't like it, it wasn't like they didn't like Nick Kroll. And it gave me a freedom and confidence to, to say things and do things that were tr harder for me to do as myself. Oh, hello. These days, Kroll is putting the final touches on his latest sketch comedy show for Hulu, History of the World Part Two, a limited series sequel to the 1981 Mel Brooks comedy. Get your mud pies from me, schmuck mudman, made with the abject suffering and eczema of the Jewish diaspora. It's the same sketch style with an updated cast, including Wanda Sykes and Ike Barinholtz. Who is this? It's your mama. If you're my mother, what is your last name? Mel. It's my mother. That confirms it. For Kroll, it's a chance not only to collaborate with his friends and peers, but to work with his comedy hero. Mel Brooks. How important was Mel Brooks to young Nick Kroll? It's Mel Brooks and Saturday Night Live, but Mel Brooks's movies, to me, we owned, you know, we owned History of the World on VHS, we owned Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and The Producers. Talk about bad taste! I watched The Producers basically every day as I became a teenager for like three or four years. There's a school of thought in Hollywood these days hey, that Brooks's brand of comedy isn't 2023 friendly. Hey, where are the white women at? That movies like Blazing Saddles couldn't be made today in an era when comedians like Kroll have to watch what they say. But I don't think it's limiting. I just think it's like any, anything else. There's just challenges that have to be figured out, and the ones who are the best figure out how to continue to shock and surprise and also be mindful of the time and place that we live. Some call me Jesus Christ, son of God. Some call him broken corny. That woman is enchanting. 
however we can figure out how to keep that connection with an audience where you're surprising them into laughter is the ultimate goal. If this was on Netfish, I would cancel my subscription. The journey is figuring out how to do that. Thank you for listening. Please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. If you like CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.